0: okay let's get started hey horror freaks and welcome back to confessions of a horror freak the podcast as you can see from the episode's title, I'm going to be giving you my full review with spoilers of Morbius, the latest Marvel movie, and the return of Jared Leto to the superhero world, and horror also is coming back to the superhero world. I'm planning on doing probably next week a video specifically talking about the comeback on horror, into the specifically to the Marvel Universe. I know that this is not the MCU, Morbius is... From another universe, but we have the multiverse and that type of stuff. So, if you're interested in watching that video, let me know on, uh, in the comments down below. Now, as always, all my reviews are with spoilers. If you don't want them, just to see if this was ported or not, on the description box down below, there you're going to find my spoiler free review because I like to give you guys the two options. Well, giving a little talk and disclaimer ahead. Let's get into the episode. Now, finally, after Seven changes of dates. We finally have Morbius. This one was supposed to be coming this year on January 28th, but it was eventually pushed back to April 1st, April Fool's Day. Ironic, isn't it? Seven times. And from the moment I came to the realization of how many times it has been changed and delayed, I was like, Maybe this is not a good thing. Maybe they're delaying it for a reason more than just COVID. And I can't understand why. Now, probably by now you have already heard or you have read something about this movie and it's not good. And being 100% honest, this is not the best movie out there. Specifically on the Sony universe of the Marvel characters. Now the official plot of Morbius is that biochemist Michael Morbius is trying to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. The plot is really straightforward. The movie's pretty straightforward. It's one hour and 44 minutes, and by the mark of 30 minutes, he's already a vampire. He's already making some tests. He's already infected and we have seen him in action. The movie's pretty fast paced. The movie basically starts with him going to Costa Rica where he is finding the bats. This is a scene that we see on the trailer that when he's cutting the hand and putting it on like the front of the cage so that the bats can come in. We go 25 years previous to that moment. This is when we see him as a kid in Greece and he meets Milo. Or Lucian, but he calls him Milo, and he is going to be his friend from now on to the rest of his life. They are both sick, but Michael is basically a really genius children. So his doctor, Amo, that is portrayed by Jared Harris, who is also now going to be the doctor of Milo, decides to make Michael moved to New York so that he can study because he sees something in him. Then we go to the present and uh, Michael is basically on the award ceremony of the Nobel Prize of Science which he refuses to upset. Um, they don't really specify his age on the film, they don't never specify that, but of course he's an adult but he looks like a corpse. And he refuses the award, basically, because he says that he hasn't done anything and that his work is a failure because he has dedicated his life to trying to find a cure to his disease and to others. So he created, basically, synthetic blood, which has helped a lot, something that has been perfect. He's basically winning the Nobel Prize for it and he doesn't feel like... It's not something to be proud of. And like, damn, but it's part of a character. Now, we go to his lab, basically, and we see him die. Basically, he's trying to manipulate the DNA of the bats with the human so he can create this type of cure. He succeeds. Basically, on Milo, it's now rich. They never really specify how the hell he's rich, what he does, what he's doing, nothing and basically the doctor is still treating him, but they don't really give much details about it. So he's basically the one that is giving the money to Michael so that he can do his experiments. The, the, basically the experiments succeed, but of course with the price that it's Michael becoming a vampire. What a shocker, now the movie it's pretty predictable like the reality that you're going to find out everything that is going to happen really really quickly now the movie tries to be funny but the jokes are decent but don't expect to be laughing just like on other marvel movies when you're going to find yourself loving every single part of it and laughing a lot now the biggest failure and the worst part of this movie are the fight scenes. Something that is really important specifically on superhero movies. Now, of course, this is horror at some point. I mean, that's the reason why I'm doing the review since it's kind of horror. But when it comes to the superhero part, it's really important that the fight scenes are good. They are the worst part, seriously. Now, we have a scene on a hospital. The lights are on and off. They're trying to build up the tension and the horror elements, you know. It's hella predictable. So, there's no emotions. The reality is that this movie fails to give emotions to the viewer. For me, it goes on a straight line. It never goes to a climax. The villain is like, meh. Like, oh, he's the villain. So, what else? Basically, the villain is Milo because he founds the cure he takes by himself but Michael is refusing to take human's blood. What a shocker. While Milo is basically drinking all the people that he sees on the street. What a shocker. Like I said it's hella predictable. Now the trailer there have a few scenes that I think that they are tricking the viewer or they changed the film before it was released. Now the first scene that it, it tricks actually the viewer. We have Milo's character. He's walking on a train station. He's just walking. He's he's never actually shown on the trailer as a sick person. So when you see him sick, you're like, definitely he's going to be taking that because there's no way that he's going to recover so fast. So what's pretty obvious on the first start, but that scene when he's walking on the train station, on the film, he's turning to vampire. He has like the full mode, but on the trailer he's just human. So they basically they hide the fact that he's going to be a vampire, at least on the trailer. But when you watch the film, you're going to find out really quickly. Now the film has two missing scenes, and I think not many people are going to probably either be mad, or they're going to notice pretty fast. We have the first scene that is we have Jared Leto walking and we have the Spider-Man poster behind something that people was freaking out, right? This scene never happens. That never happens. And then we have Michael Keaton's character, Adrian Thomas, and he's meeting Michael, right? That never happens either so those two scenes are nowhere to be found on the film like i said i don't know if i read a rumor that they basically took out every single thing that there was going to be a link to spider-man and venom out of the film right at the end i don't know if this is true i don't know if this was the trick from the very beginning to tricking that this movie was going to have any type of link with the multiverse which it does but not on the film but on the two post credit scenes Now, the ending, it's pretty predictable, he kills Milo, and we have a female part here that is Martine. She is a doctor, has been working with Michael for a very long time, and kind of the romantic interest. She gets sucked dry by Milo, so basically, Michael takes her blood so she can lay in peace, but she wakes up and becomes a vampire. This basically happens right at the end when after michael basically kills milo and basically the movie ends with michael flying over the city and that's it hella simple the reality um the characters it's not that they're not likable but they are not memorable like they're dead, you're not going to suffer you're not going to be like oh my god i'm so sorry you're not going to create a connection or you're going to be even relatable So the two post-credit scenes, the first one comes right after the movie ends. A few credits come by and it quickly appears. Basically, we have Dr. Thomas appearing on a cell, on a jail, on the universe of Morbius. So, of course, we know that this happened at the moment where the sky is cracking just like on Spider-Man No Way Home. And basically, it's kind of happening at the same time. So no one is explaining how this happened. But basically, we have Dr. Thomas now on the universe of Morbius. Now, what about Venom? Venom, basically, it's nowhere to be found on any other movie. He's just mentioned. Because at some point, like I said, the jokes were kind of decent, and one of the jokes is like, I am Venom, he's acknowledging of course the existence of Venom on this universe, but he's never seen or something. In the second post-credit scene, we have Michael, he's driving to the middle of nowhere, and basically he is meeting Vulture, now he knows about Morbius, and of course everyone freaks out. Why? Because this could be a glance of the sinister sex, since basically on Spider-Man No Way Home, we saw five no sex, so he could be the last piece, what is going to happen from this, we have no idea, now the movie, of course, it became kind of a bridge for the multiverse, and to make more sequels, right, in a sense of the film alone, the film, it's bad, and I think that they were trying to make it Good. I think that they had good intentions with this one, but it wasn't it. It's a reality. I think that they need to reevaluate where they want to go with the multiverse because they have a lot of potential, but they're not using it. They're not going on the full capacity. We're talking about big studios, big budgets. So, what the hell is happening? Um, we don't know how this is going to connect eventually with the MCU. I mean we already did with Spider Man away home. And now we have some characters of Sunny. They're going to be kinda of related to the MCU, but like I said, we have no idea. Probably we will have to wait until Doctor Strange Madness of the Multiverse to see how this is going to be more developed on the future. Because for now we don't know nothing from either Marvel or Sunny. Basically, we have zero information to what is going to happen now on, if Jared Leto is going to be reprising his role as more abuse in the future, or what, because the reality is that the movie is going to be a flop, and it sucks, the reality, that I mean, I don't like seeing movies fail in the reality, I mean, they put a lot of work and money on it, so it's not like precisely a good thing to see movies fail, but we don't need to cover the sun with a finger. The movie's bad. I will give it a 1.5 out of 5 and a 3 out of 10. The reality is I prefer just a little bit more over Venom 2, just a little bit but I think that they are on the same level of bad because like I said this movie goes on a straight line, it doesn't give emotions, it's not exciting. It's a bridge, it's a middle for an end or a middle or a prequel to the beginning, I don't know, but it doesn't really serve the purpose of being the introduction of a new character. It really is, is not. <sighs> Probably the only good thing about this can be the makeup, because he looks like he's dead. Definitely, he looks like a corpse walking. But the reality is that for the rest, the acting, nothing too good, nothing too bad, just meh. Um, the characters, meh. Act, the fi- fighting scenes that's definitely the worst part. On the horror elements Of course, he's a vampire. Um, the killing scenes, we don't see Blood, they're really far away or we don't see them at all So of course, this is at the end a superhero movie But definitely if the film was horror and they did that of not showing like the actual deaths like Man, you're basically missing the point. We want to see blood. I would love to see more blood and not just the splash of blood on the camera, that looks awful, in my opinion but well, I think that this is it, it was disappointing but I think that the low expectations were the best because I am not that disappointed The reality, I'm like, yeah, I was expecting it so I think that going to watch this film with low expectations is probably for the best And well, I think that this is all, like I said, I want to do a video talking about the comeback of horror on the MCU and probably Sony too, because horror has been here, but it just has been forgotten, but now it's returning. So I really want to talk about that and what is going to be the future of horror on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and probably on the Sony universe of Marvel and how those can be combined and to see what the hell is going to happen. And well, Thank you so much for watching. Let me know what do you think about this film. Um the thing for sure is that a sequel will be coming. It has an open more than open ending. The reality is opening a door just like this. Like it's going to happen another. But we don't know if it's going to be specifically of Morbius or another characters or maybe a combination of the characters maybe like the Avengers you know what I mean and well this is all for the episode I hope you guys had enjoyed it if you like it don't forget to share it with your friends and also to leave a review that can help a lot and well this is all and I'm going to be see you guys on the next one Bye bye